0: is D. Medina, and you are listening to the third episode of the Can You Sub Again? You Can Make a Difference as a Substitute Teacher podcast. This week's part one episode is going to offer some explanation for the title of my podcast and my blog, which is Can You Sub Again? It comes a little earlier in my queue of planned episodes, but I was already tinkering with the idea of this move when I came across two affirming road signs telling me I was headed in the right direction. The first road sign had to do with mail, both snail mail and email. For the snail mail, I received the first bulk shipment of my book, Superstar Subbing, Seven Ways to Shine as a Substitute Teacher. I've seen pictures on social media over the years of how cool it is when authors open their first box of their own books i always thought how awesome is that and i must say my own experience did not disappoint i sort of just sat there staring at the box for a while with this smile on my face it was also a cool surprise because i hadn't been tracking the shipment and it arrived on a sunday maybe that's common but other than ordering a pizza i can't remember getting a sunday package delivery then about an hour later i got an email saying my podcast had been approved from Apple. This was extremely encouraging because I had a little bit of technical difficulty earlier, but the people at Apple were amazingly speedy and helpful in helping me check off the technical boxes I was missing for my podcast feed. The second road sign came during a writer's lift on Twitter, writers supporting and following new writers by at PF Donato, who is a fiction fantasy and sci-fi author for her writer's lift. She asked us to post any gif. I'm not sure why it popped into my head, but I went with a gift of Brad Pitt from the movie snatch where Brad plays a bare knuckle boxing champ with a hard to understand accent who asks another character dags. Do you like dags? To which the character replies, Oh dogs. Yeah. I like dogs. I got my follows and I followed back, and I noticed in my mentions a question from at Pam Horton Life, whose profile simply read, always encouraging others to move positively forward. Coach, author, speaker. In my mentions, Pam tweeted, followed. What is Can You Sub Again? Well Pam, I'm glad you asked. And now I hope you enjoy this week's podcast, Can You Sub Again, Part 1. It's 4 a.m. when Bella's phone rings. Startled, she answers it and hears an automated voice begin. This is the Anytown Unified School District calling for Bella Corinne. We have a job for you. Press one if you'd like to hear the assignment. Bella presses the number one and hears perfect middle school, seventh grade science. Press one if you'd like to accept this assignment. Press two if you'd like to hear the job description again. Press 3 if you'd like to decline this assignment. Bella presses 1, and she hears, Job number 143777 has been assigned to you. Goodbye. Bella hangs up, fluffs her pillow, and lays her head back down. It's still dark out. She's tired, and her husband, who is snoring soundly, shifts slightly next to her. For a few moments, Bella contemplates the job she's just accepted. It's for a school she's never been to before, and she knows she's just said yes to a day consisting of five classes with roughly 35 students in each, 175 middle schoolers, all complete strangers. She'll arrive at the school and sign in with the busy office staff she doesn't know. She wonders how that will go, and she also hopes the restrooms are easily accessible, since the ones at the school she was at yesterday were not. Will these science lesson plans be too complicated to understand? After all, she is an art major. Or will they be the the kind of plans that are scant and without enough content to fill the whole class time? What if there's no lesson plan at all, like on Monday for the fifth grade teacher who was out with an unexpected illness? Bella lets out a soft sigh, resets her alarm for 515 and gently touches her husband's back while she closes her eyes. I just need a little bit more sleep for a little bit more pep, she thinks. It's been a tough week so far, she hears her inner voice say. It's been a tough year so far. I'm not sure how much longer I can do this. It's not what I thought it'd be, but we do need it. Like Bella, my early days of substitute teaching, before the advent of websites such as ASOP where you could see and select sub jobs, I knew that if I wanted to work as a sub, that I had to have my ringer on and I had to let my significant other know that we'd have to adjust to the 4 a.m. robocall cycle. This morning cycle began at 4 a.m. And if you declined a job, you could be sure the system would call you with another. You could also call the system listen to jobs, but unless it was near the Christmas or summer breaks when everyone wanted to sub, the robo-voice would beat you to the punch. Sometimes it wasn't the robo-voice calling, It was a school or district office secretary calling out of desperation. And like Bella, my early days brought a fast-paced and contemplative inner dialogue. I had questions similar to hers about restrooms and lesson plans, but I also had other ones too, such as, what was my experience the last time I was at that school? Or do I want to cover a math class when that's my weakest subject of all? What kind of reputation does a school have? What were the administrators like? Were the teachers helpful in cases like the no lesson plan dilemma? Will I have enough time to put gas in my car before getting all the way out there? Should I take a lunch or hope there's enough time to sneak off campus to grab something? Many times I was asking myself these questions as the robo-voice was still speaking. Sometimes I'd press the "hear the job description again option in order to buy a few more seconds before committing. And when I was new in learning and wrestling with many of the basics of the work, another question, much more poignant in nature, would occasionally creep into my thoughts. It came if I had had an unusually rough time the day or the week before. In those times, I would find myself in the darkness, tired, lying next to my new bride and asking myself, can you sub again? Medina, can you do this again? You got eaten alive at the high school on Friday. No lesson plan, kids out of their seat, no nearby teachers able or willing to help. The boy you sent to the office for throwing a stapler like a fastball at another student, getting sent right back to your class where he walked in smiling as if to say, you can't touch me, pal. And then the girl, she begged for the restroom vest, said she'd be back in five minutes, never came back loses the vest. As you're leaving, the secretary side-eyeing you for losing the vest. The three guys who heard there was a sub and came to class 10 minutes before it was going to end, saying they were out looking for their friend's stolen backpack. And of course, no nearby staff bathrooms. Medina, can you sub again? My introspective question was me essentially asking myself two things. Number one, literally, can I do this again? Which was in essence me asking myself, can I stand before classes like those again and stay composed enough to make it through the day? And then number two, should I do this again? It's not my full-time job. I'm going down another career path. We could use the extra money, but was there another way to earn it? Now, I have to imagine at this point, There may be some of you who've stumbled onto this podcast or blog transcript and think, dude, what are you talking about? Subbing has never been like that for me. I've never doubted myself or my calling to education, even subbing. I am caring and colorful and creative and content. And if that's the case, I say congratulations. You're one of the lucky ones. For many of us, it doesn't begin that smoothly. But don't just take my word or experience for it. Last year, I was researching elements necessary for a solid book proposal. One of the common things agents and publishers ask for is a rundown of about 10 paragraph summaries of books similar to the one that you're pitching. What worked in these books? What didn't? How is yours better? How is yours going to improve? And while there's an endless supply of great books for full-time credentialed teachers and administrators, I found that there were only a handful tailored specifically for the sub. One of these books for subs had a single lonely Amazon review underneath it. And this is what the reviewer wrote. I read this book before I spent one horrible, frustrating year substitute teaching. Not helpful. I believe this book assumes everyone will teach in a school where kids are well behaved most of the time and where school administration will acknowledge the subs whom they need desperately. Hmm. The point of me including this review isn't to bash that book. I don't even remember the title or to hint that I think mine is better. Perhaps that author had great intentions and insights and even furnished valuable resources and ideas for teaching. But I do believe what the reviewer wrote is true. I believe that there are a lot of assumptions made about education that do not address some of the more challenging realities of things like classroom management and rapport building, especially for transient substitute teaching. Listen to it one more time. I read this book before I spent one horrible, frustrating year substitute teaching, not helpful. I believe this book assumes that everyone will teach in a school where kids are well behaved most of the time and where school administration will acknowledge the subs whom they need desperately. Now I imagine this reviewer to be someone who really wanted to do well, not because they vented in a review, but there's three implied reasons from the review itself. Number one, this person bought and read a book on subbing to get better at subbing. I've met a lot of substitute teachers over the last 15 or 20 years, and most subs don't do that. Maybe it's because there aren't a lot of resources out there, but it's also because the work is transient in nature. And so the thought to look for resources doesn't occur to most. The fact that this person took the time to look for, purchase, and then read a book to equip themselves to better serve students. That's remarkable number two this person stuck it out for the whole year the words i spent one horrible year should remind all of us there really are high caliber caring people out there with the potential to sub effectively lesson plan execution check care and love check professionalism check but they're not given enough time and training to get better these people have one or two or ten terrible experiences with classes they can't control and they walk away from it altogether. I've known teachers who spent money and time for full-time credentialing who walked away from teaching after only one or two years. So consider how much more tempting and easy it is for a sub to walk away. Number three, this reviewer wanted to give feedback to whomever would listen on their way out of the proverbial door. Perhaps there was a second or third or 10th year for this person. Maybe they returned, but he or she wrote, I spent one and clearly the resource did not address the struggles of misbehaving students, nor the forlorn feelings of not being appreciated by administrators. It's very probable that this person could have had the potential to be a great educator, but after this one year of asking her or himself, can you keep doing this? can you sub again? The answer was no. And they walked away. The bare bones origin for calling this podcast and blog, can you sub again? It's two sided. On one side, there was a time I was unsure, often insecure. I was the sub who was there to fill time. I was the band aid. I was the person that could take it or leave it. And during the tough times, I would ask myself the question, can you sub again? Can you do this again? But there's another side and I can't stress this enough. Substitute teaching became something beautiful in my life. And as a result, that internal question, Medina, can you sub again that I was asking myself was literally replaced with me consistently being asked by others, Mr. Medina, Can you come back? Can you sub again? And since I can't point to just one or two specific events that caused the tide to turn for me, I will say that I know that every single big or little event had to center around the developing of a full blown passion for students. Up to that point, much of my internal system for assessing the day had to do with my overall experience and whether or not I had a sense of happiness or frustration. It was when I began to make things less about me and more about the kids that everything changed. And I know I talked a lot today about that first side, the internal struggle, the doubt, the missing vest. I'm going to devote part two of this topic to some of those events that changed the game for me and most importantly for students. Now, there isn't a bone in my body, I promise, that wants to brag or say, Hey, look how good of a sub I became. You can do the same if you just follow my recipe in these five steps. No, it's not that easy. The focus of part two is on the difference you and I can make, the difference makers we can become in the lives of students, even when we're only with them for just a short amount of time. Consider these quotes. I wish you were our regular teacher. Can I call you if I need another sub? You're the coolest sub ever. This guy's awesome. Can I forward your number to a colleague who needs a sub next week? Tell us another story. Hi, this is the office. Can we use you all next week? It's you, OMG, I love you. Who are you subbing for today? Hi, Mr. Medina, my students really enjoyed having you. Can you sub for us again? I literally journaled these words in something called my happy file over the years and words like these from students and teachers whom I had just met or barely knew, those things drove me more than money ever could. They drove me to look forward to each day with expectation and to engage the life of a substitute teacher, not as a mere fill-in or babysitter, but as a person who was privileged to impact lives. I realized students and educators I met saw me as someone who could help let kids know they mattered. And eventually the question, can you sub again, drove me to become the best substitute teacher I could be. Tell me your opinion. Have you found the can you sub again question infiltrating your psyche as an unenthused or pessimistic ask? If so, are you willing to take the steps to get out of that rut? Are you already taking some of those steps? If so, what are they? Are you seeing some fruit from those things? Or maybe you're already someone who now finds the can you sub again question being asked of them by administrators, teachers, students. How did you get to that place? What advice would you give to those wanting to get there too? If you'd like to contribute to the conversation on this subject, be sure to stop by the website canyousubagain.com you can always find a transcript of the most recent podcast and add your voice to the discussion by visiting the post on the topic or on the site's homepage if you enjoyed this podcast you can subscribe on apple podcasts and if you'd like to support can you sub again would you consider taking the time to leave a rating or review on the apple site thanks so much for listening to the can you sub again podcast and be sure to check back again next week